Hello everyone, welcome back to Shacks and Facts NBA podcast at Asheville High. Today I'm going to be with a special guest host, AJ Carr. What's up everybody? Today we're going to be looking at the good, the bad, and the ugly of the NBA season. Starting off today, we will be talking about good things that have happened in the NBA. For instance, D'Angelo Russell and how well the Brooklyn Nets have been playing this year. AJ, what are your thoughts? I think D'Angelo Russell is a rising star in this league. I think the Lakers definitely traded him too early. They put so much doubt on him. And now, last night when they played the Lakers, he dropped somewhere, I think, in between 30 points, I think. And knocked the Lakers out of playoff contention. I mean, he is definitely a rising star in this league. Yeah, I definitely agree with you. The Lakers put too much trust in Lonzo Ball because his dad was such a talkative man. He, Lonzo Ball is a great defender, something D'Angelo Russell still has to develop in his career. Lonzo Ball, one problem is he can't stay healthy and he can't shoot. I, do, I agree with that. But D'Angelo Russell, I mean, is definitely the best thing that has happened to the Nets, Nets fr- yeah. In this Nets franchise in a long time. Maybe Karis LeVert can also be a part. I think definitely. His but D'Angelo Russell right. and Spencer Dinwiddie together have made the Nets something. I definitely think they're going to attract some big free agent yes. this summer just because of D'Angelo Russell this Maybe season. KD, but mm-hmm. probably not KD. No, I think I'm more of a Kemba Walker. I'm sorry to say, AJ, no. <laughs> All right, speaking of Kemba Walker, our next topic is Kemba Walker literally carrying the Hornets on their back this, his back this season. As a Hornets fan, it's hard for me to agree with this topic, but Kemba Walker has started out the season playing MVP caliber, dropping 43 points, 47 points, 55 points, and then a 60-point game, but getting blocked in, in the very in final seconds by Jimmy Butler. I just definitely, I think... Kemba's an MVP-type caliber player. He is an all-star, but he's just not capable of carrying such a bad team. Like, the Hornets are so dysfunctional. Michael Jordan, I mean, he's the GOAT, but he's such a terrible manager. I mean, Technically, he's not the manager, though. We have a great manager, though. Uh, What's his... Mitch Kumchak. Excellent. He he led Kobe's Lakers. The reason the Lakers were so good was because he was their manager. He brought Shaq in. He he got Kobe Kobe from the Hornets. And 96, because Kobe wouldn't play anywhere other than a big market team. Well, I'm thinking they definitely need to get a steal on this draft this year. They'll get a top 10 pick. They definitely need a big man who can shoot, maybe defend. And they also definitely need to trade Nick Batum. That is definitely what they need to do. I think there's this big man from France... That can definitely... Dimboye, I think it's something like Sinekoya Dimboye. Yeah, he's going to definitely stretch the floor. And, and he the has great defensive potential. They're comparing him to Kawhi Leonard defensively. All right, next topic is the Nuggets absolutely dominating the rest of the Western Conference except for the, you know, Warriors. the Warriors. Yeah, they have beaten the Warriors this season. They have beaten the Warriors, but they are still the second team. I think they're a half game behind the Warriors in the Western Conference. They have definitely been the story. The underrated story of the NBA this season. Yeah, and one of the most non-talked about. Especially, they've been doing especially well. Most of the season, they missed one of their best players in Will Barton. Mm-hmm. And Isaiah Thomas, who's been coming off the bench for them. 
I think Isaiah Thomas is definitely getting more of a role coming in now. Definitely yeah. coming off his injuries, he's definitely having a lot of production. Uh, but not consistently. Nicole, not yet. consistently yet. Once he gets in the play, I think definitely in the playoffs, he'll have a great impact. Um, Nikola Jokic has been outstanding for the Nets. Yeah, you mean Nuggets. One of the Nuggets. Nuggets. Excuse me. Yeah. And so has. Jamal Murray with Jamal that 50-point performance, and Gary Harris has Gary been Harris. consistently playing really well. I think they're just a—they're a very underrated team in the NBA. I think they will be able to challenge the Warriors in the Western Conference Finals. Yes, unless they get played, unless something bad happens, and it's also their first time they'll be in the playoffs since 2013, which is really good for them. Next topic is the MVP race. Giannis Harden and Paul George. My personal pick is Paul George. I think he is. I think he'll win MVP and Comeback Player of the Year. He's he most improved. Most improved, yes. But like he is dominating the competition in the Western Conference right now. I have to agree with you that Paul George can is dominating the Western Conference this year, and he's also seriously putting up consideration for Most Improved Player. But I could also see players like Nikola Jokic, Nikola Vucevic. For most improved player. Yeah, and along with other players such as Tim Hardaway Jr., maybe. Maybe. Ben, I think the trade really hurt his yeah. stock for that. And also, another most improved player could definitely be someone like a... John Collins, maybe? maybe yeah, maybe John. Yeah, John Collins can be up there. So can... Uh, I had Sorry, I... Can't think of it right now. Can you set that out? Yeah. Okay. Um, I think Giannis is definitely the front runner right now. I think George, in my opinion, George's second, but Harden is definitely up there as well. I just think Giannis is absolutely dominant. Giannis is gonna win MVP. I cannot deny that because he's just crazy athletic. You can't stop him. Harden has just been shooting it lights out, but recently and. That 30-point-plus streak he had for so long before it finally ended. Yeah, I just think... That's impressive. But it's the, impressive, but he's just shooting the ball. He's not playing any defense. That's the problem with Harden. He's just a great shooter. If he, if he couldn't shoot, he would just be another NBA player. Well, I think if he he's just shooting the ball really efficiently. And he's carrying his team, but his team still ends up losing. He can drop 61 and his team will lose. Yeah, the rock. The one problem with the Rockets is that they shoot threes too much. Like Gerald Green, he's, shoot, he's shooting more threes than he has ever in his career this season. And he, but he, it's the, pro, the problem is he's known for his flashy dunks. He hasn't had many this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, next topic, speaking of the Rockets, is Harden. I think he's definitely overrated in this MVP race. I think Paul George should be ahead of him in the MVP race. In the MVP race right now, I think it's Giannis, then Harden, then Paul George. I think Harden is just just because he had that thirty point game. But if you look at thirty point streak or thirty point streak, you look at the streak he was playing against. They weren't they, great teams. Yeah, they were like the Suns, the Hawks. Well, the, it was filled with a bunch of different teams. It was like thirty different games. Yeah, it, but they were all like below five hundred teams. And then there were a few good teams. That he dropped like 30-something points again. But yeah. also looking at it, they didn't win that many games in it. Actually. Yeah, they did not win a lot of games in that 30-point streak. They I didn't have Chris Paul for mm-hmm. a lot of it. James Harden didn't know how to pass. He didn't have, like, he averaged like three assists during that streak. When normally he averages like eight. Mm-hmm. I think that was definitely the Russell Westbrook mentality. 
Yeah. Carry a team on your own. Carry a team, but still lose. Yeah. Uh, Next topic is the five All-Star Warriors. They definitely have been... Absolutely great this year. They have been dominant like we all expected they would be. And they... And DeMarcus Cousins, everyone thought he would just be fit horrible with them. He's played great so far. I, he's played pretty good. I think there's definitely not some his full for him. Not his full potential because, I mean, that Achilles injury was nasty. But I, he's definitely just a good around all-star player. But I think once they get playoff warriors, they will definitely um, succeed. Now that we're talking about some bad things that have happened this year. Uh, well, I definitely think that LeBron's Lakers have just been terrible. They have been god-awful. Injury-prone. They can't shoot the ball. Young. Terrible trades. I mean, what was Reggie Bullock? Why? Because he could shoot threes for the Pistons and the Lakers had no three-point shooters. Maybe I could see what they were thinking there, but starting him... No. I just don't. I, Josh I don't, Hart needs to be started. I don't get it. I don't get what they're doing there. LeBron d- doesn't play defense anymore. I mean, you saw, seen all the highlights of that Grizzlies game? Definitely. Those were terrible. I mean, he was standing around, sitting at the end of the bench, the team pinched. Pouting. Yeah, pouting all the time. I mean, he's definitely, he's not the same LeBron. And it's getting he to his head. Yeah. Le- LeBron, if you ever hear this podcast, y- you may be the greatest basketball player of this generation of this generation but you're a ball hog a lot you you can shoot it but you can't build a team around you very well i don't think old i don't think magic johnson is doing the right job they're not getting the right players for lebron i think they definitely need to make a deep they need to make a good draft selection in this next yeah they need to they have a lottery pick which helps or maybe they might have actually lost their lottery pick they might have traded away or something like that but i they need a good draft selection to help lebron if they have a lottery pick but they're they need to figure out defensive team strategy so they can win games they need to trade away Tyson Chandler. He doesn't need to be there anymore. I don't know why they traded Zubach. They didn't need to do that. Yeah. That was so dumb. They need to get rid of Lonzo. No offense to Lonzo, but he just can't play. LeBron may love Lonzo. He calls him Zoe all the time and stuff like that. But Lonzo can't play offense. He may be a great defender, but defense is not everything in the NBA. It's what you see in the postseason because people try so hard in the postseason. During the regular NBA season, players like Mark Gasol, Zach Randolph, mm-hmm. and Tyson Chandler are great examples of players who go hard on defense. But like Lonzo Ball, you may, you're may you a great defensive player and passer, but what the Lakers need is a, another scoring threat. Like They need a third option. Kyle Kuzma is obviously their second option. Brandon Ingram could be their third option if he can stay healthy and and can heal correctly from that blood horrible blood clot thing that happened to him recently which sucks honestly mm-hmm. but as long as I think the Lakers can figure it out but right now I think that the next couple of years they will not be in contention for the Western yeah. Conference title yes 
I read a recent article re- that it was, that actually blew my mind. It said LeBron had been playing in the JV part of the NBA in the Eastern Conference because the Eastern Conference is normally filled with teams that aren't super great. Mm-hmm. And moving to the Lakers is like moving from JV to varsity. The difference in competition and skills are heightened. And yeah. And LeBron has always played in the Eastern Conference his whole career. He's never had much of a challenge. All right, next for the bad is Ines Cantor and his whole turkey and, like, the terrorism situation. Uh, I think the Knicks reacted too hastily with that. I don't think they got all their information right. I definitely think they needed to trade him anyway. Yes. But I wish they would have traded him and gotten some value out of him because they, should, yeah. they shouldn't have just cut him. Because now the well, they bought him out, which is yeah. a little different than cutting him, because he still gets that seventeen and a half million that was guaranteed to him. Yeah, and now Portland, Portland picked him up, and the Knicks get no value for him whatsoever. Yeah, and that was just ter- another poor managing decision by the Knicks. And now he's playing pretty well in Portland. Off the bench, that uh, I I feel like this Ness Kander is a great starting center. I think he just needs to go to a team that needs. A starting center. Yeah, I definitely like maybe the like, Hawks or somewhere like, like the that. Hawks. Well, Alex Lynn and Dwayne Denman are both very capable centers that are decent. Uh, Dwayne Denman has shown skill from the three point line this year, mm-hmm. and Alex Lynn has flashed some pretty funny, crazy dunks too. Yes, he has. But I think in Portland they have so many bigs with Caleb Swanigan. Well, no, and, no Caleb Swanigan was traded to the Kings for Scalabissier this year. Uh, on the did. trade deadline, okay. one of those small trades that you don't hear a lot about. Okay. It's, well, they definitely have, like, you know... Zach, Zach Collins, Collins Myers Leonard, yeah. who's actually played really well this year, too. Mm-hmm. But I think they need to trade uh, Cantor and get some value for him. Yeah. Well, they can't trade him until the offseason. Yeah, in the offseason. I did an article about the Cantor and Turkey thing. Like, Cantor, just, a, like, it's like a normal, like, freedom of speech, stuff like that. He talked about, like, why he thinks Turkey's president is, like, a terrorist and stuff like that. And the Turkish president got offended by that and has, wants a death, is, wants an international arrest warrant on Cantor to be put on death penalty in Turkey because Cantor is also good friends with a Turkish person who lives in the United States now who wanted, who the Turkish president thought was the reason the coup in Turkey started a few years ago. Mm-hmm. But the problem is the Turkish government made Cantor's family disown him, except for his brother who no longer lives in Turkey too, because he also got disowned because he agrees with his brother, but he's just not public about it. Mm. Uh, next topic is how bad some of the Eastern Conference teams are, like the Knicks, the Bulls, and the Hawks, and then the bad Western Conference teams like the Suns. I mean... The Knicks have been absolutely terrible this year, even with a steal on Alonzo Trier. Which and I, Dennis Smith Jr. coming around and DeAndre Jordan. And they're still bad. Like, they're so terrible. They've had su- they have some very promising and future great players, like Mitchell Robinson has been a crazy player at blocking shots and grabbing rebounds. Last night, I believe he had 10 points, 18 rebounds, and like 6 blocks. That, that's crazy. And then... I mean, Kevin Knox is coming along. Alonzo he hasn't Trier, been playing super I, great this year, though. Alonzo Trier has definitely been a huge factor for the Knicks. I think he was definitely a steal. I thought he should have been undrafted. A I thought he two-way player pick. originally. That's yeah. impressive. Um, 
And then moving on to the Bulls, I think they need to trade Chris Dunn. They need Zach Levine. Probably should not have won. Should have gone. The Bulls should not have matched that offer with Zach. Le- the Kings offered Zach Levine because Zach Levine needs is the face of the Bulls franchise, but he needs to play for a good team. And then Robin just, Lopez. Yeah, I they just need to trade him. Uh, Wendell Carter Jr.'s injury definitely made things go downhill, but something good did happen to the Bulls this year with Otto Porter Jr. Mm-hmm. That's going to be good for them in the future. Sadly, though, they lose Bobby Portis, who was a great player for them, but they also gave away Jabari Parker, who... They, that was just a salary dump. Yeah. Um, I think the Bulls, if they make the right selections in the draft, I think they could get maybe, if they get lucky in the lottery and get maybe a John Morant, that would be huge for them, especially point guard-wise. You have John Moran, Zach Levine, that duo. That would be insane. Yeah, the Bulls, the problem is the Bulls, they've won too many games to be a top three mm-hmm. team. So they might go after another point guard. I don't know what, many things. Maybe Romeo Langford. Yes, yeah, I do know about Romeo Langford. Maybe Trey Jones. Yeah, maybe that too. Then, that would be a good guard duo. Yeah. I think maybe Romeo Langford just because he's a better shooter over yeah. Trey Jones. So you compare that shooter with Zach Levine and his great yeah. dunking ability. But Zach, and Zach Levine has turned into a great point guard too. He was originally a point guard, but then the Timberwolves moved him to shooting guard and the Bulls have played him kind of at a point forward position this year. Because Chris Dunn has gotten hurt and had a, his De- girlfriend had a baby. So yeah. he hasn't been playing very great because he's been having to t- be a dad first time mm-hmm. at age 23. Having to learn how to do that and having to deal with that 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 sprained bad high sprained ankles, broken arm uh, hands. All right, next team, the Hawks. I think they're uprising. They're an up and coming team in the NBA. Yeah, one of those quick rebuilding teams. Yeah, I think Trey Young and John Collins is going to be a duo for and years to come. I one thing I do not like about the Hawks is their small forward problem with Torian. Prince. Prince and Kent Bazemore. They need to trade Kent Bazemore. He needs to be a salary dump. And they need to figure out what to do with Torian Prince. Because he had a great start to the year, and then he like had a small sprain and just hasn't been playing up to how he played at the beginning. I think they should draft a small forward in the draft. Maybe a Cam Reddish. Maybe a R.J. Barrett, because he's tall. Uh, he's more of a point guard, and we don't need really, a shooting guard. But you don't need that. We have... Uh, Trey Young. You have Trey Young. So I think you can... You need to get a Cam Reddish or maybe even a Nasir Little. But na- the problem is Nasir Little is a great future player. He might he's not had that great of a college year, especially because coming off the bench from Roy Williams has played him off the bench, which is a surprise because he had some pretty flashy highlights in high school and he could dunk. If Nasir Little could develop a three point shot, he would be a. He's lot. definitely developed a little bit of a three point shot at North Carolina. Watching him this year has been very exciting. He went off last night. I think he almost had a double double last night. I think he had off the bench. Off the bench. I mean, he was de- he's definitely a factor on that team. I think if the Hawks got him, they would totally change the dynamic of their team and be able to spread the floor down. Yeah. And, and another and problem. Better. Yeah. And another problem with the Hawks is their lack of bench depth. They have yeah. They literally have no. Miles Plumley had a decent start, and then I don't know what they did with him. Like yeah. he just like he, uh, I, yeah. He did get he he did have to have back surgery. I think that's why he hasn't played, but. But they also did kind of do something mean with Ines Kanner. It was considered a little racist, but, like, Miles Plumley flipped him over, and, like, the Hawksbench was laughing at him and saying some stuff about, like, how, like, Turkish people suck and stuff like that. Well, I think the Hawks, they just need to get a good pick in the draft. Definitely a small forward is your area of improvement. 
as long as Alex Len, you believe in Alex Len and think he can develop, then I don't think you need a center. But if you can, I think getting that dude from France would be a really good option for the Hawks. He's, not a, he's a power forward. Still. Yeah. You can put, put John Collins in center because he's yeah. almost 6'11". But, he, but John Collins could also play small forward too because he can shoot. Yeah, he's definitely a he's a He's a 3-4 and a 5 for the Hawks. Mm-hmm. But mostly he'll play four. Now for the Western Conference, the Suns. I mean, they are. Ch- the Suns, you, they just can't <laughs> get good. They get they get lottery picks. Devin Booker, they were good like four or five years ago. Eric Bledsoe, Brandon Knight. That Suns team was a playoff team. I mean, they just are so bad. Devin Booker. Devin, and then after Devin Booker, they drafted Dragon Bender. And that's a development player. He's still on the roster, they, but he but hasn't developed they didn't, anything. They didn't. They declined their fourth-year team option, so he's not coming back. Wasted pick, bust, and Josh Jackson, bust, bust. Great college player, not so just, great NBA. Player. Just it's just injured his knee last night. And so don't know well, what his future. DeAndre Ayton has got megged several times this year, but other than getting megged, he's played solid. He, he's he's played, an all-rookie first-team member. He's definitely a double-double every night kind of guy. He's, he was a he he he's showing reason he's showed reasons why he's number one pick in the draft. I he fit. Yeah. They, the Suns needed a young center. They didn't need Luca. Luca didn't even want to play if in Phoenix. The Suns get Zion Williamson. They will be really good. And but I think they don't even need Zion Williamson. They I need, think they need John Morant. Yes, they they are targeting John Morant. The Knicks will go after Zion, mm-hmm. and the Suns will go after John Morant. But if the Sun, if the Knicks end up surprising everyone and picking John Morant, the Suns will probably keep Jimmer next year mm-hmm. and and draft Zion, which also would be pretty incredible because the Suns need a power forward. They need a power. They have Mikael Bridges, and but he's a, he's forward. a shooting guard. He's a shooting guard, small, small forward. forward. Devin Booker has been playing really well at point guard, but it's not his natural position. Yeah, he's definitely more of a shooting guard. They, Devin. If if I were Devin Booker, I would probably want to leave Phoenix. I know you're the face of it, but they just can't get good. And I, if I were Devin Booker, I'd be tired of losing. Uh, next topic is ball hog Westbrook. I think Westbrook has definitely been less ball, more less of a ball hog this season. But he's still, you know, taking the ball to the rack every play. And he still dishes out those assists, but no, it doesn't feel like, like he, he's sharing the ball. Yeah, he, he he's a triple double machine, but the he only he'll, he'll tell players to get out of the way to get a rebound for his for his stat line. He'll he'll he'll, he'll expect his teammates to shoot it when he passes it. Mm-hmm. He'll only pass if like. Once he gets a ten, to like the ten assist mark, he'll stop passing. Mm-hmm. So, so he can get more rebounds unless and more points. Unless it's Paul George. Unless it's Paul George open for a three. Yeah, I just Westbrook is just that. It's unfixable. It's unfixable. He's a great player. He's just not that great of a team. I don't think that's why he's gonna win a championship. I don't yeah, think he's he'll never win a championship. I think the Porzingis trade and injuries are next topic and. Porzingis and Luca is going to be exciting. And Dirk for one year, that's and gonna be the best part. Dirk Nowinski is probably gonna end his season after end his NBA career after not this year but next year. I think he's ending it after this season. That's why he was accepted as an honorable All Star this year. I've also heard Dirk says he feels like he can play one more year. I think that would be exciting to have Dirk there. Just to I think he's gonna do it just to just because he'll get to play with Porzingis. Yeah, just to mentor Porzingis. I think. Luca and Porzingis, that duo is going to be insane. 
I think they need to get a point guard in the draft. Maybe a Romeo Langford. Their point guard they have right now is Jalen Brunson. He's been playing decently, but he's not a superstar. And Trey Burke, honestly, they could be starting Trey Burke and playing him more because he's played really well for the Knicks last year. And he played. He's been playing decently. He played decently for this year, and in his like second game for the Mavericks, he dropped twenty five points off the bench. I I think. They need a superstar point guard in order to complete it. Maybe not have, a superstar point guard, but a, a but, solid, consistent starting point but guard. You, but I think now that in today's NBA, you need a superstar point guard to win a championship. Like the Warriors, you have Steph Curry. Yeah. You had Kyrie think, Irving. Yeah. But definitely, you just need that guy. John Wall. Maybe they could make like essentially a trade. Yeah. Maybe like the. D'Angelo, like, may, although the Nets have re-signed Spencer Dinwiddie, they could probably still trade him, and that would be a good pickup for the Mavericks. Maybe, I don't think he's that superstar, though, that they're looking for. I think I'd rather take a Romeo Langford but Romeo or Lang- Trey Jones. Yeah, Trey Jones. They might, they might, Trey Jones might fall to the Mavericks because he's not, the Mavericks aren't one of the worst teams in the NBA, but they're not one of the, they're, like, in the middle of the lottery, and that's where Trey Jones is projected. Mm-hmm. I think Trey Jones would be a good pickup for the yeah, Mavericks just to share the ball to that front court. Defense. Well, the problem is Luka Doncic is a great point guard. They need an off-ball guard. Because mm-hmm. Luka Doncic will be bringing it up. He, although he's slow, he has some good handles. I think they should transition Luka into more of a three, uh, more of a LeBron James type person. Not bringing up the floor every time because if you get that, you know, Trey Jones... Or Romeo Langford. They'll the, need to bring it they'll up. They'll need to bring it up before. Uh, next topic is the Celtic struggles. I think the Celtics... Gordon Hayward. They're a championship caliber team. It's just they don't know how to rotate like completely. They have great players like Marcus Smart. He was good a little. He's okay, but he's not good enough to Dude, be a starter. Let me trade Celt- him. Yeah. That fight he had with Embiid recent, or the things he did with Embiid, he got fined 50k for that. I he had. I do kind of feel bad for him. His mom died of breast cancer right before the season started, and he would not. He was gonna miss like the first like month of the NBA season, but his mom's last wish for him before she died was for him to play the full season, unless he got hurt or fined or suspended. But I think the Celtics. Need, need Kyrie to, Irving. They need to trade Gordon Hayward. I don't think they need to trade Gordon Hayward. I feel like I they, need they need to, to somehow trade. rework his contract because yeah. he hasn't been playing. At, they need to find a way to fit Gordon Hayward in the rotation. Yeah, they don't need. To, they don't play him enough. And two K. I know this is unrealistic, but in two K, his rating was an eighty six at the start of the year to seventy seven, which is kind of a huge drop because yeah. his stats went down so much. Like he's been playing off the bench. Well, that entry was nasty. He's still on a minutes restriction, surprisingly. I think they need to let him loose, and they also need to... I think they need... The biggest trade this offseason, I think, is going to be the Celtics-Pelicans trade. I think the Pelicans are going to trade Anthony Davis to Jason the Tatum to the Pelicans. No, not even that. I think they're going to trade... Al Horford. A first, a third... A they first have round five first-round picks A first-round pick, a second-round pick, and then they'll have... They'll trade Jalen Brown and Terry Rozier. Yeah, Rozier needs to go somewhere where he'll get. Cons- he hasn't. He's been. He, he had a great year last year. He had. He's his playing time time has dropped about five minutes, which is 
lowering his production and he needs to go to a new team where he'll get consistent playing time. Well, I think, yeah, definitely. I think the best offer that the Pelicans are going to get for AD is the Celtics. So they'll probably offer them a first, a second, Terry Rozier, Jalen Brown, and that will be enough to send Anthony Davis to the Celtics. And that's when they will become a championship caliber team. One thing I, I have like research stuff like and the problem is like the Celtics can't get Anthony Davis unless they trade Kyrie Irving because of salary cap rules, which is the one problem. Uh, or, they can if uh, they uh, trade if they trade Jalen Brown and Terry Rozier that frees up cap space. But it won't be enough because there's some rule named after a player. I think it's like a it's a former NBA All Star from the mid 2000s. It was a rule where basically like. If you ha- you can't have more than t- two three max contracts. three max contracts on a team like like Kyrie Irving has that super max Gordon Hayward has that max and Anthony Davis will be has a max contract coming in the next few years. That's why players like KD has have signed like one year with like a player option because they're not max long term. Well, contracts. I think if Anthony Davis wants to win a championship, he's gonna have to take a money cut. Yeah. Well, that's that's the problem. Players don't want to take a money cut. Well, I think Anthony Davis is one of those players that would do that. Yeah. So I think Kyrie Irving can definitely convince. If if Anthony Davis comes to Boston, Kyrie Irving will stay. Yeah. And next, the last bad thing two. is the one of the next bad things is Boogie's Boogie fitting in a little bit in Golden State because I, that's not good for the NBA with the five I, superstar, too many su- super teams. I personally hate super teams. I think it's unfair. To everywhere else, like teams like I don't care if a big market team should get paid. It's unfair. Like teams like Phoenix, they haven't had a All Stars in a while. Charlotte Hornets, they like the Warriors are so good. Katie started that. Katie ruined everything for the NBA signing with the Warriors. Well, I just think so it was LeBron and the Heat. Yeah, the, the big three in Miami, Chris Bosh, Rip. But I. Boogie, statistically, the Warriors' offense is statistically worse with Boogie in. I've looked it up. It is, it is, I think it's 100, they, they're like 109, 100, they average 109 points a game without Boogie in, and then with, with Boogie in, it's 104. They're literally worse when Boogie's in the lineup. It's, he's fitting in, but, but statistically, not- it's not showing. On the offensive side, it is showing a little bit. On the defensive side, on the defensive side, it's showing a little bit. The more other, they're winning with him playing. They're win- not actually the past couple games with Buggy been playing. They have a losing record. They won a few nights ago. Yeah, but like the pa- over the past like twenty games, they have a losing record with Buggy in the lineup. It's it's weird. I think once they the playoffs come, they'll be and they turn great. It on it's it's gonna be it's gonna, gonna it's, it's gonna be sixteen and no sleep. I doubt it'll be it'll be like a. They won't win. They won't sweep every. They might sweep a few rounds, but I doubt they'll sweep every round. But they definitely will win. I there's no doubt they're going to win the NBA title this year, unless somehow the Raptors and Bucks come out of nowhere. Or the Celtics. Well, the Celtics I, figure it out. Celtics by playoffs. playoffs. That was impressive. Those rookies, uh, those young players in the Celtics last year's playoffs was amazing. Uh, next, which is kind of like, it's not bad, bad but, but it's, it's sad. sad. It's sad. Dwayne it's, Wade retiring. Yeah, Dwayne Wade. I mean, he's definitely been a staple for at least All our, of fame. At least yeah. our generation. Yes. He's been a best player. Drafted yeah. the year the year after Asia and I were born. 
even though AJ and I definitely did not get into basketball, but probably until LeBron signed with the Heat and stuff I mean, like that. That's yeah, when I first got into I, basketball. That's when I first got into basketball. Because I, I didn't even know what like the who LeBron or like I didn't know what I, I'm a huge Charlotte Hornets fan. I didn't even know there was a team in Charlotte until until my y, fifth grade YMCA team was sponsored by the Bobcats. Yeah, no, they definitely. I think. Dwayne Wade is going to leave a staple on the NBA for the rest of his life. He'll he'll still be a huge part of it after he retires. Oh yeah, I think he could definitely be a coach or a manager, an assistant coach, yeah. maybe not a head coach. No, not a maybe coach. a maybe also he could also definitely be like a player development coach because mm-hmm. I agree he'll be around when his son Zion. Oh, his son, oh, his son is insane. I know he'll definitely be at games. Imagine LeBron James' son and Dwayne Wade's son playing together. Oh, that would be just... Oh, my goodness. It would be insane. Ugh. And that's what we have for the bad things this NBA season. Thank you for listening, and we'll be back shortly. Now for the ugly things this NBA season. Serge Ibaka and the Marquise Chris fight a couple weeks ago was ugly. I mean, Serge Ibaka got on Marquise Chris. All he did was stare him down after a nasty block, I'm pretty sure it was, or was it a dunk? I don't remember exactly I, what it was. I just know Marquise Chris stared him down and Serge Ibaka, like, neck grabbed him and, like, started punching him. And then Marquise, Serge Ibaka got the harsher suspension and the bigger fine because he started the fight. But Sir, the only reason Marquise Chris got fined and suspended was because he threw punches back. Yeah, I think Marquise Chris has definitely been a bust well, in his career. Well, he played well in Phoenix, but he just couldn't find a role in, in Houston this year until they traded him to the Cavs, where he's been playing decent. Like, yeah. he's gotten better playing time. The Cavs will probably he'll probably find a team that'll need him this offseason, or he might stay with the Cavs and be a good backup to Kevin Love. Because yeah. he's been able to play pretty well when Kevin Love's hurt, and when and he can, he's gotten he he hasn't he he didn't shoot the three point well very well early on. He's been shooting it very well this season for the Cavs, and when he played for the Rockets, that's what he, the Rockets of course shot so many threes. So he shot threes along with them. Okay. He, he developed a three point shot with another, them. Another ugly thing is Russell Westbrook and that racist Jazz fan a couple weeks ago. I mean, that was definitely a big story in the NBA. Westbrook got fined, I think, and the Jazz fan got banned for life. Mm-hmm. I just, there's no room for that in NBA. There's no yeah. room for that in basketball. I don't think it, you don't need any of that. I love fan interactions, like players like meeting fans and fans meeting players. But like, like court, like, there have been complaints from players saying like, like Westbrook's gotten spanked a few times by some women. When, when he's inbounding, so is Tony Parker. Tony Parker actually got touched in the butt by Bono huh. from U2. And it's been, there's a, actually it was Adam Sandler, not yeah. Bono. There's no, there, I think on the court, there should, there should be very little player interaction. It shouldn't be as much as there is. I don't mind it in the locker room, before the game, after the game, but especially stuff like... During games, like... During games while the players are trying to play. There needs to be a barrier between, like, there needs, like, like, the courtside seats are awesome and stuff like that, like, sitting on the court, but, like, there needs to be a little bit of a wall, like, you're still on the court, but there's a wall between you and the players. Yeah, I think that would... So that you can't, like... Well, I don't think you can stop people from 
being yelling things at the players. Yeah, like, that that's was... gonna be hard. They just you there just needs to be like maybe they should do something like with people like in the crowd that that actually work for the team and stuff like that. That like oh like listen to like people and, like maybe like find racist people and stuff like that. Uh, do something about it. Maybe they should like have like a little. I hate background checks and stuff like that, but maybe they should do a little more of that and stuff like that. Like, I don't think you can find it in a background check. Yeah, but like, like the next topic is Patrick Beverly and the Sexist Thunder fan. That's just like you can't find that out about people until they do it. Yeah, I just there definitely needs to be some control. I definitely think that's what the owners need to meet about in the NBA offseason mm-hmm. is fan control. Yeah, and with going continuing with Patrick Beverly, Patrick Beverly is one of those one of the last like bad boy pistons from the 80 type players one of those like very really vocal good. players and very 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 rough defenders like in Lonzo Ball's NBA debut last year Patrick Beverly like was on him so bad he like he like stared him down like when he like got a charge called on Lonzo mm-hmm. and Lonzo like that just made Lonzo look bad he like he's and then that thing where he accidentally like cut off Russell Westbrook a few years ago in the playoffs and Russell yeah. Westbrook was meniscus. That wasn't his fault. He was trying to dive and steal for the ball from Westbrook. It's just, just wrong defense. place. Yeah, but fans do not like to see that. And Patrick a- Beverly has had an attitude problem, and he's been he's been f bombed at. He says, but he's never and like he's been like he's been like threatened not like life but like he's been threatened like I'll meet you in the corner and stuff like that mm-hmm. after the game but he's never heard anyone threaten a player's mom's life and that happened yes and that happened and that's why he went off and started effing and got and got ejected from the game uh next is the Pelicans messing with the Lakers team chemistry so bad during the trade deadline with the Anthony Davis trade I think that's the reason that the Lakers, Lakers make, missed the playoffs this year. This and year. also, you could say LeBron's lack of defense. La- but, not lack of defense. That and groin injury that wasn't that bad at first, but he, he but he was just LeBron and like I need to be perfect. Like I can't play until this is perfectly healed. I can't. Like I have to be LeBron. I have to be the best. Mm-hmm. But that was just the they were. The reports came out with like, oh, we'll trade our whole team for Anthony. Yeah, Davis. like I've seen, I saw memes on Instagram like the whole Lakers roster except for like Kyle Kuzma and like Lonzo Ball, also including five, three of their five, three of their set, however many championship, three of their championship rings: Shaquille O'Neal, Jerry Stackhouse, Kobe Bryant for Anthony Davis. <laughs> Just on the so, on the NBA trade machine, which is the thing ESPN has. It's just yeah, it's so dumb. Like the Pelicans literally just did it for their own entertainment. Like they weren't gonna trade Anthony Davis. They're not that stupid. They They're are, not gonna trade him within conference and yeah. give them to the to the Lakers. Like get so many players in return. Yeah, you can't keep all those guys. All those yeah. guys are not te- and like. They're not good on the Lakers. What expects them to be good there? Some of them were like, like that, like I could have seen them like trading like Kyle Kuzma, Brandon Ingram, and Josh Hart, and Zvonka Z- Avinka Zubac for, for Anthony, Anthony Davis. Davis, and they also like the Lakers adding in like three or four first round picks, mm-hmm. the max amount of first round picks, and that accepting, but trading their whole roster or like a lot of their roster, they would be horrible except for LeBron and AD. Uh. Next is the Suns. <laughs> it's just they were in the bad column. And they're in the ugly column. That's they, how bad nothing they are. goes good for Phoenix. 
I'm sorry for any Suns fans out there, but they're terrible. Devin Booker may be the one good thing that's happened to Phoenix since Steve Nash. Very true. Next time, and maybe the only good thing to happen to Phoenix in a while for a while. Next topic is the LeBron injury. I you mentioned it before. It took a little longer than it really needed to. Yeah, Christmas to like late January. I don't. Yeah, I seventeen think, games. I don't most think, he's missing his career that was from all, one injury. Yeah, and that was during all of the Anthony Davis rumors, trade and stuff. I think that definitely affected the locker room. And I definitely think, and it affected the Lakers' playing ability. Yeah, too. It definitely did. They, that. They're they weren't they're nothing without LeBron. They are nothing. Well, it's so bad. They can't do any... LeBron is the only reason they won as many games as they did this year. The next is the Brandon Ingram blood clot. I mean, prayer prayers out to Brandon Ingram. He blood is, clots are nasty yeah. and horrible things. They are. T- he is a good player, but I... Yeah, well, he's he's a decent... I wouldn't say he's an all-star. I wouldn't... I would say that the 2017 draft class he... Or whatever draft class he was drafted in was n- not the greatest, but it had some great players like... Everyone knew Brandon Ingram. He would. I. I. I thought Brandon. At first, I thought Brandon Ingram would be an all star. But I. Nowadays, like saying like he was a super skinny guy in his first season. He's gained a lot of pound muscle. But I think I can see him as a consistently good like starter, maybe a six man for an NBA team, mm-hmm. averaging over 10, 13 or fourteen points a game throughout his career. But blood clots can can definitely do it. And and. De- but like if they caught early like they did with Brandon Ingram, it can definitely halt development. Like players such as Chris Bosh got blood clots and like they can come back too, which is the scary part. Chris Bosh got one and they got rid of it, but then it came back a year later and it forced him to retire. Mirza Teletovic, who was a great three-point shooter, had to retire early too due to a very, 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 very fatal blood clot that could have happened if he had continued playing professionally. The next topic is the Chris Paul-Rondo fight that happened earlier this season. Very on. I mean, <laughs> Rondo... Chris Paul is not really known for, like, fighting. fighting. He's, like, normally Rondo. one of those chill players, but, like... Rondo just attacks. Ra- Rondo just likes to... Rondo's, Rondo's a great, like, a game-changing NBA player early on in his career. And maybe a little bit when he was with the Kings. He was decent when he was with the Pelicans. That was a really good year last year. I don't know why he left. Yeah, but I think that, that fight was very entertaining. That was the best NBA fight I've seen all season. It was one of like the very few, but it was a, it was a, it just happened out of nowhere. That was the thing. Like the Marquise Chris of Serge Ibaka, you get stared down. Serge Ibaka has a pretty bit, small ad, like a very big attitude problem. He's going to get pissed very easily. But like Rondo, Chris Paul might have just, Chris Paul. I don't know what Chris Paul did, but Rondo started poked him in the eye. Or something like that, or apparently Chris Paul spat at Rondo, but yeah, no one else saw spit. Yeah, the next I think was the three-point contest and parts of the dunk contest were awful. This Honestly, year. I I don't think the three-point contest was super ugly. I just felt like like who's Joe Harris? Joe, Who? I know Joe Harris. That was he. Well, Joe Harris has played really well this year. He's an unknown. He's underrated in my opinion, but like. He's le- he leads the NBA in three-point percentage this year, which is really good, and he shoots a lot of threes. I, I'm just... I was like... But Curry... The, like, the three-point... Like, there, Kimba Walker did not shoot well in the three-point contest. Dark Nowinski in the three-point contest, I mean, he's a, he can shoot threes, but I just cannot look at that high arc shot shooting threes. 
over for a minute, over, and over, over and over and over again. But it's just, Joe Harris, really? Uh, Joe like, Harris? most of the time you'll see an all-star win it, not... Joe Harris. Not Joe Harris. <laughs> no offense to Joe Harris. But dude, come on. Come on, Curry, you should have made that... You should have made the third on the money rack. Yeah, that's just... Uh, I did the dunk contest. John Collins, you're an amazing dunker. But what? The you're, aviator thing, really? The... the the tug of CG airman and whatever the other one was that he did the the, oh. the grab the backboard and dunk it I that was, seen it. That was kind of cool but. well it's not it's not it's cool for smaller players to do that but it's hard it's not that cool when you see a six foot ten dude grab a backboard and like jump like three feet off the ground maybe he did like the top of the backboard yeah if he, it, it. John Collins was I think John Collins got rid of wasted all his uh, dunking talent and the, the and before. the and the Risings and those te- Team World versus Team USA Rising Star First game. Team. He has some very flashy dunks that probably could have been tens on the dunk contest. I think he's a very he's a better in-game dunker than a dunk contest. Yeah, dunker. and then like, and then like some of Dennis Smith Jr.'s dunks. I I don't think Dennis Smith Jr. should have gone as far as he did. I mean, he made the dunks eventually, but it took him several tries and yeah. a very long time. I mean, and then Jay Cole dun- trying to dunk right after that. That was, that was silly. Kind of if he had made it, it would have been much more. It would have been funny still, but it would have been cool. much more cool. And then, like, like, I mean, everyone, a lot of people, like, love Jay Cole, but, like, you really have to wear his high school jersey. Yeah. I think next year's dunk, dunk next, contest, though, Yeah. You, got, you can get Giannis. The thing is, like, Donovan yeah, Mitchell. Don, well, Donovan Mitchell didn't want, and then, like, players like Giannis Zion. and LeBron, who have shown flashy dunks in their NBA careers, they just... They, why, I never get why they don't want to do like dunk contests because they're so good at it. Like Le, Zion, uh, not Zion, uh, Giannis is dunking that All Star game after that Curry like giant bounce pass. Yeah, that was insane. Well, I think definitely next year. I think if Giannis that, does it, then Donovan Mitchell will do it. Zion will do it. I would love to see Miles Bridges return. He, he if if he had made his first dunk, I think he might. And Hamidou Diallo returning too after yeah. that dunk over Shaq that, that blew my mind. Uh, I was like, I like fell out of my chair after I saw that. That, that was, was insane. I think, and then I think you could get maybe Nasir Riddle in there. Yeah, but going back to ugly things in the NBA, kind of got off a little off track about good things that happened in the dunk contest. Uh, let's just continue on saying John Collins. It's just terrible ideas. Like come up with something new, man. I mean, jumping over a smaller version of the Wright brothers plane. Not even being able to do that, I'm like, I mean, it was, it was, it was like, I was like, what the heck is going on when like all the those like fake Tucka CG Airmen came out? I mean, none of them are probably alive now. The Tucka CG Airmen. Yeah. It would have been cool if the ones that were alive had come out. I thought he was gonna like dunk over all of them, but they just really stood around the three point line. Yeah. And they brought in a tiny little Wright brother plane, and he tried to jump over it and he broke it. Yeah, and then like he tried to do like the Blake Griffin in the car thing. Yeah. And he just tried to do like a That's a one time. Of it. That's yeah. a one time thing. Blake Griffin's car dunk was amazing. John Collins' small plastic airplane dunk. Not that good. Yeah. Alright, that is our wrap up for the, the good, the, the bad, and the ugly of the NBA season. And I mean a little conclusion. Thank you for listening to this podcast. It was fun making it. Fun. It was 
very fun talking about NBA. Yeah, it was definitely, I enjoyed it very much talking with you, Sam, today, debating back and forth different topics about the NBA. Definitely has been a good time. I want to thank you for having me on. That was definitely a good experience. Yeah. Uh, This podcast is where amazing happens. Yeah, I know. Just like in the NBA most of the time. (laughs) And I like, I I want to have a special thanks to AJ Mm -hmm. for coming up here, even though on his spring break mm-hmm. and coming up here because his mom had to have some meetings in Montreal and me getting to see him and him also being a very into journalism and having some good podcasts of his own having to talk getting to talk to him with one of my podcasts really was exciting for me I'd also like to thank Miss Miracle for making this podcast possible and Mr. Ket for finding an app to help use the podcast and I'd like to thank any NBA fan out there who agrees with what we said. And even if you don't agree, you should probably listen because most of the time we're right. <laughs> All right. And this, and this was the Shaq and Facts podcast. Thank you for listening. Signing out.